Underdog Sports Fantasy Hour. I am Anshu Khanna, flying solo today, uh, not with, unfortunately, Josh Dunn this week, but we're going to talk a little bit about the MLB on today's show, because I think that with, you know, preseason football, or the lack thereof, I guess, uh, you know, I think that MLB has sort of fallen off by the wayside, even though we're, we're in a very compelling part of the season there. We're almost at the halfway point for many of the teams of the 60-game abbreviated season, and, um, you know, I think we've learned a little bit more given the sample. Um, you know, we're learning a little bit more about strategy and certain players. And I think that it's a good time to check in with our friends over at BovadaSportsBook.com uh, to just get a core, you know, what some value plays might be across the different divisions. And then ultimately, if there are pennant and World Series champion uh, values that we can capitalize over with those guys. So I, I think that that's something that'll be worthwhile here. Um, let's start with the AL Central. So my beloved Chicago White Sox in this division. Um, they are the White Sox at this time of recording, 17 and 11. Uh, they are third behind the Indians at 17 and 10 and the Twins at 18 and 10. So very interesting division here um, because of the fact that the, the White Sox are red hot. They've been very, very streaky. They've run off several five-game win streaks, but also sandwiched those around some, uh, some less good performances, so, you know, a lot of that's been schedule-dependent for them, but right now, they're in the midst of having won two in a row against the Cubs, sweep away the Tigers, um, basically dominate the Cardinals uh, outside of that doubleheader to start the Cardinals' restart, I guess, um, and so, I think the Sox are a really great value play, they're plus 400 on Bovada, uh, I think that, you know, they're, they're a team that, when you look at the other ones in the division, um, the team have slipped a little bit, I think the Sox, you can strong argument are the most well-rounded team. Um, they set the record for home runs in a seven-game span over the last seven games, which obviously, again, really random uh, sampling there, but I think that it's it's a great sign uh, for a young team, both, you know, one that has certainly some good veteran pieces mixed in. I, I, you know, I'm obviously very bullish on this team. I think at plus 400, they've got a really good shot when you look at uh, Dylan Cease pitching much better, and Aldo Lopez is back from the IL, and I know that he hasn't exactly been great, but, you know, when you think of the fact that, you know, they just had that arm instead of something else they've had, um, that's a good sign. Carlos Rodon should be back in a few weeks. Dane Dunning has shown up pretty well, and then Dallas Keuchel and Lucas Giolito have really held down the rotation, so I think that the White Sox right now, when you compare them to the Twins' rotation and the Indians' lineup, I mean, I think that they're, again, the most well-rounded team, and then beyond that, their bullpen, Matt Roster, or Matt Foster, has been a revelation for this pen, um, and then, you know, you look at Alex Colomay's done a good job of, uh, of locking down the back end, and I just think that they're, you know, Ross Tatlow has been pretty good, too, from the left side um, in that pen, and I, I think that they're, they're a pretty good lineup top to bottom, and so, you know, when you compare them to the Twins, obviously the Twins lineup, really impressive, but Rich Hill came back recently, and he didn't look for them. Jose Barrios has been a little bit erratic, and um, you know, I, I just I worry about that that bullpen too with uh, the Twins. So, you know, I think that you know, I, if I was if all things being equal, yeah, I, I would take the Twins, but at minus 160 on Bovada, I think that that's an opportunity for gamblers to uh, potentially capitalize on uh, on the White Sox, or honestly, or the Indians, who are 17 and 10 right now. Despite um, obviously a litany of uh, concerns, you know, you talk about what's happened with Mike Clevenger and uh, Zach Plesac and their their suspension. 
house and texting some of he and his buddies of mine, um, you know, you bring in a super ta- talented guy like Tristan McKenzie who comes off, uh, you know, for the first time in a professional game in, what, two years, basically, and strikes out ten guys in his first action. I mean, I think that that's just so impressive with just six innings. So, you know, you look at what they've done with lesser talented pitchers, and you add a super talented Gumby-like arm in uh, Tristan McKenzie, and I just think that that's that's a really scary situation for teams in that division and you know across the AL really. And so I think that the Indians are certainly a team that you have to look at value-wise in the AL Central, um, given the fact that they're at plus 240 to the Twins minus 160. I just don't really understand that. So uh, a great opportunity for you guys at, in the AL Central if you're interested. Um, New York Yankees lead the AL East on Bovada at minus 450. Their odds not really surprising, but you know a team that obviously always has quite a few injuries. Um, right now they're playing without Judge and Torres, and you know, and a lot of these guys are their Gio Urshela is basically playing every single day for them. Um, Clint Frazier's playing every single day for them, and, and that's not a bad thing. They're so deep, but and they've got a lot of power. They play in that little bandbox in New York, but you know, obviously they've got Gary Cole, but. Tanaka's not been great. I think that, you know, they're a team that yeah, Zach Britton's now also hurt. I know they bring back a role as Chapman, but when you look at the Yankees at minus 140, that one, ooh, sorry, minus 450, that's just wild odds to me when you've got a team like the Rays at plus 275, an organization that's done so well for so long um, and that's so, so efficiently run. I just think that, you know, they're in first for good reason. I know that they have a lot of pitching injuries and, and even otherwise. But I'm just a, I'm a big fan of the Rays and long time listeners of this show and of me in general uh, understand that. And I just think at plus 275, they offer amazing value at the AL East. I'm not saying the Yankees will make the playoffs or that they won't win the division. But again, we're not looking at all things being equal. The Rays, to me, are, uh, they strike me as a really good uh, opportunity there. And then the Jays also plus 3,000. You know, they're, they're 13 and 12 right now. Um, I, I don't know that they've got the pitching chops, and, you know, they obviously have to overcome the injury to Bo Bichette, uh, who has been just amazing for them at shortstop, but I do think that, you know, when you look at that, you know, just generally their record and what those odds are, I, I mean, plus 3,000 is, like, equivalent to basically what the Tigers are to win the AL Central. That doesn't seem right to me, given the fact that you've got Black Guerrero, you've got Hyunjin Ryu really getting better and better for the Rays over time, and then some really interesting young arms. Kevin Biggio has been interesting, and then, you know, Teoscar Hernandez has been good, and, you know, your Randall Grichicks even have turned the corner a little bit yet again, and or, you know, obviously a very streaky power hitter in Grichicks, but an opportunity there to, to continue to get better and potentially carry a team for a week or so, and so I think that the Jays are interesting, too. Uh, let's go to the AL West. I mean, the right now, the Oakland Athletics have been probably the best team in the AL, maybe the hottest team in all of baseball, aside from maybe the White Sox. Um, they're 19 and nine. That puts them three and a half games up on the cheating Astros, who are 15 and 12. Um, you know, obviously the Astros, like they have, they're they're the sleeping giants. But you know, it's undeniable how much worse they've gotten in terms of batting average. Uh, you know, many people citing the possibility that you know maybe they haven't had those indicators that lead them to the better batting. Knowing what pitch is coming, I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but. Plus 240, tough to deny the uh, opportunity there for the Astros. Uh, obviously, they lose Verlander, but the young pitchers that they've had step up have been so, so good for them. And uh, for the most 
rock solid, and Altuve seems to be getting better. So I think that the Astros are an opportunity, again, value-wise here, just because the A's at minus 350. It's, you know, it's laudable what they've done, and they've got the three-and-a-half game lead, which is a lot more than you'd think, given the shortened season. But, you know, would anyone be surprised if the A's lose five of seven games in a week, the Astros win six, and, you know, suddenly it's a tie thing. I, I think that that's definitely uh, something to watch for there in the AL West. And the Angels, plus 2,500, they're only 9-19, but of course the, the talent that they have on that roster is something that uh, everyone needs to watch out for. So I, I don't know that I would put them in that conversation, um, but you know, if you're looking for a long shot out West in the AL, I think it's, it's definitely something to look at. Um, let's shift gears now to the National League. So the NL Central is led by the Cubs, minus 400 right now on Bovada. Uh, they are 16-10, and 10, uh, but, you know, they've obviously slowed up of late. The reason for this massive number um, over at Bovada is because of the fact that no one's really chasing them. And remember, two teams from every division get in. Right now, the Reds and Brewers are at 11-14. and 14. The Cardinals are 8-8, eight and eight, so they're technically in second by virtue of their win percentage, but they have not looked great outside of, again, that doubleheader against the White Sox. Um, since they opened back up and you know I, I mean I'm just not sure how many games they're going to get in and how you know playing this sprint and stretch is really going to contribute to them I mean the Cardinals have always seemed to find a way over the last 15 years or so but it, it's hard for me to envision it right now with this particular team and I, I know you know the Reds have been mired in quite a bit of, uh, of controversy recently with Tom Brennan and other things but they're just so talented and you know, Trevor Bauer and their entire rotation has been so good. I expect Luis Castillo to, you know, turn face in a big way here in the, in the second half of the season. And, you know, the Brewers also had some start, restart issues. I, you know, the Brewers, have, again, another team that's just found a way. They seem to be getting warmer. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about their lineup and their pitching as well. Um, but it seems like they've gotten the hit Craig Council with Corbin Burns now starting, entering the rotation. Um, Peralta's been outstanding out of the bullpen. So that's a team that seems to have found kind of its roles a little bit and, uh, you know, might be a dangerous spot. But this is, like, I, I think that any of those teams could catch the Cubs. Uh, you know, like when you look at the Cubs lineup and some of their injuries, now you've got Chris Bryant on the IL. Um, you know, I, I just... I think there are some concerns there for the Cubs, uh, and obviously I'm not the biggest Cubs fan, but I think that there's some stuff to watch out for there. Um, some some red flags where Udaris has been awesome, but like Ken Alec Mills keeps it up in that rotation. Craig Kimbrell, like, what's their answer at the bullpen? Their bullpen's been awful, especially Kimbrell. Um, and so I know he straightened it out a little bit, but I think this is a chance. You know, the Reds at mine, plus 750, the Brewers at plus 800. I really like the Cardinals are plus 800 too. I don't like that as much, um, just because I don't. I just don't love the team in general. But uh, I think the Reds, especially at plus 750, are one to watch. All right, let's move to the NL West, where the Los Angeles Dodgers are 21 and eight, best record in baseball. Not surprising, but San Diego is hot, 17 and 12. They're four games back. I don't think that there's a great chance for them to catch the Dodgers. The Dodgers only minus 400. And the Padres are plus 900 right now on Bovada. I think that's a Padres. Tough one to ignore there. I mean, dude, I like, look at this. They, 
they're the way that they're hitting the ball, the way that Fernando Tatis Jr. has captivated America, really, um, has been awesome to see Chris Paddock's been great. I, I, you know, I, I think they could obviously use some more pitching, um, and maybe they'll be aggressive at the deadline the way that they've been aggressive in free agency. But I really like the San Diego Padres in general. Um, I think that offers great value. I, I, but I do think that the Dodgers at minus 400, you know, the Cubs are the same at minus 400. I, I mean, I like the Dodgers much, much better from that perspective. They have zero holes from where I'm sitting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're just so loaded. And Walker Buehler coming off his best start by far this season. Uh, it's tough to see anyone else and to that end. When you go to Bovada and you think about the NL, the Dodgers are plus 150, the Cubs are plus 550, uh, the Braves plus 550, and they lose like Soraka for the season. Max Freed has stepped in pretty nicely to fulfill the EA's that step, but that's a that's a tough uh, tough pill to swallow from where I'm sitting. Um, I, you know, it's, it's tough, just tough to imagine anyone but the Dodgers winning uh, the NL. Um, certainly don't like the Cubs there. Plus 150. Uh, man, the Nationals plus 1400 is where they're sitting. I, I just, man, without Steven Strasburg now, I, like, how can you picture them doing anything but, um, you know, sort of fading out down the stretch? I know Max Scherzer, they've been there before, but Patrick Corbin's great too, but I just, they, I think that last year was clearly, uh, you know, they caught some magic and you know, obviously don't have Rendon and Strasburg from that team last year now, and so that's, and you know, Scherzer's not quite the same guy he was, so yeah, I, I mean, I think that the Dodgers, certainly plus 150, are one to look at very, very strongly right now, because you could be looking down the line at an NL, NLCS where it's the Dodgers, and I mean, who knows, you look down the line, I mean, it could be the Padres, it could be the Reds even, the Reds are actually plus 1600, which is kind of stunning to me. Uh, plus 1,200 for the Mets, uh, plus 1,300 for the Phillies. They're kind of an interesting team. We didn't talk about the NL East because of the fact that at this time of recording, there are a couple teams going. So, um, you know, the odds have been pulled, I'm guessing, from Bovada. But uh, that being said, you know, like there there are some talented teams in that division, certainly, um, that could catch fire in a, in a short series. But, you know, it's just really hard to picture anyone but the Dodgers doing it in the NL, in my opinion. Uh, that being said, you here to hear some uh, potential long shots and potentially good value plays. I think when you look at you know the Reds at plus sixteen hundred, not a bad call compared to like the Rockies are plus eighteen hundred. The Padres at plus sixteen hundred, I, I kind of really like that actually. Brewers plus eighteen hundred, um, you know a team that's made that run before and uh, would presumably get healthier. I just I think they lost too much from last year's team. That's why I didn't love them when we were talking about the NL Central. Um, you know, Grandal's gone. Moustakas is gone. Um, just really tough for them to pull that off. I think the Reds just need to get healthier. Nick Senzel needs to come back. And, um, you know, we need to see Luis Castillo regain the form and uh, the better luck that he's earned by virtue of uh, some of those batted ball metrics. So, that being said, again, I like the Dodgers. Cubs plus 550, again, I just I don't see how that rotation bullpen plays in a uh, even in a shortened series. So um, Let's go to the AL, because I think that that is uh, a lot more interesting, because you look at the Yankees are plus seven, 175, pretty similar to you know the number that the Dodgers have at plus 150, but I think that there is the opportunity, because of the fact that the Dodgers rotation so much better than the Yankees, there's the opportunity for a team in the AL to jump up and bite them. And so, you know, following the Yankees on Bovada for the AL champion, 
looking at the Yankees, you've got the Twins at plus 400. The A's are plus 500, even though they have the best record right now in baseball. That, you got to look at that. Um, I'm sorry, in the AL. Uh, you got the Rays at plus 600, Astros plus 700. Yeah, I just I, I know that the Astros are going to be tempting at that number, but because they are almost a lock to make the playoffs, it seems like, in the AL West. Um, but, you know, it, it just it doesn't add up to me without with the way that their pitching is currently built. I mean, if Verlander comes back and looks as good as he has, which I just highly, highly doubt, um, you know, then you can roll Verlander and, you know, and McCullers and Granke, obviously, and then you've got Framber Valdez has been really good. Um, you know, Christian, uh, yeah, Javier has been really good. I, I, I mean, but that pen, it's just not quite what it used to be. And I, I yeah, I struggle with the Astros personally. The Indians plus 1,000 just because you enter any series and you're looking at playing only aces. I mean, the way Bieber's looking, he should certainly be the Cy Young winner. Um, you know, you've obviously got, uh, you know, Clevenger potentially, I guess not obviously, potentially coming back, still get Carrasco. Um, potentially Plesak, the way that Tristan McKenzie looked in the game, either way, whether he's in a pen role or out of the, you know, out of the rotation. And then James Karinchak's an awesome, awesome revelation as a bullpen piece. Brad Hand has gotten a little bit better, certainly a lefty, so you can use him in, in certain circumstances out of the pen. I do like the Indians. Um, obviously, that, that, that order is the issue um, for them. And then the White Sox, plus 1,400, they kind of round out that top tier. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm biased, but plus 1,400, you know, you in a, in a playoff scenario, you've got Giolito and Keuchel, and, you know, if one of those guys steps up or if they make a trade and, you know, they've, they've got someone else, I mean, I think that Cease or, or um, you know, Rodon or Lopez or Dane Dunning even, he's been pretty good, um, you know, they're, those are some interesting pieces to look at. Uh, and then, you know, just the way that they've matched, if they're hot, the way that they've been recently, um, you know, they can they can definitely hang with some of the better lineups in baseball. I don't know that they're they're not quite the Yankees at full strength, obviously. I doubt that they're quite the Twins. Um, but, you know, any other team in the AL or anywhere, I think that they're just as good as so. And then when you add those two top pitchers, it makes it a lot more interesting. So I think that the, uh, the White Sox are an interesting bet, too. I... You know, I've talked, I lauded the Rays earlier when you were talking about the AL East. I just don't, I don't think plus 600 is a good value play for what they are right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't, uh, I'm not buying that one. And everyone else just seems kind of far, too far out. The Jays are the only other team over 500 right now. I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think either any of us will see that happening. So, um, when you look at overall World Series odds, I mean, it's going to be more of the same for what we saw in the pennant stuff, but... You know, over at Bovada, White Sox are plus 2,800. The Phillies are plus 3,000. I think that, you know, Zach Wheeler obviously helps that rotation, but I just don't see, uh, you know, Aaron Nola also pretty good. So, again, you think about – when you think about World Series possibilities, you think about last year when you're able to play Scherzer and Strasburg over and over again, um, which teams have, like, that top two or three that really scare you. And I think that the Indians are one – where it's not just those two or three. And, you know, they obviously have Corbin, too, did the Nationals last year. When you think of Clavenger, if he's back, and Carrasco, and obviously Shane Bieber pitching two games, and that bullpen, and, you know, the top, the way that their top hitters 
really lock it down when you think of Lindor and Ramirez, I mean, that that's really scary. But I'm going to go to a team, when you think about this, uh, that has those top caliber players, in, especially in the rotation. And the Cincinnati Reds are plus 2,800. Okay, I, I, not saying that the Reds are going to capture lightning in a bottle, but when I look at them, it's just like, think about it. They've got Luis Castillo. They've got Sonny Gray as their best pitcher in their rotation. They've got several other really interesting pieces. Of course, Trevor Bauer. Just those three guys alone can probably pitch you into, you know, a really interesting scenario. Um, and, I, and you know, then they've got the bats. They've got Votto. They've got Eugenio Suarez who needs to be better. Um, Senzel should be back at some point. Um, you know, and most importantly, they've got these long odds, but that's, you know, in a division where they could easily, like, they're only 11-14 right now, but they could easily, you know, win a couple games and be in second. It is not getting away from them by any means in that NL Central. Even, the you know, winning the division is not out of uh, the realm of possibility. So, I know that we've got some Reds fans uh, that listen to this, and I know that they'll probably think that I'm kind of pandering to them, but and this is for sure the kiss of death, but plus 2,800, um, you know, the White Sox and Reds are plus 2,800 right now in Bovada. I, I think that those are both uh, a couple interesting teams. So hopefully uh, this show was helpful as you look at kind of like evaluating where we're at in the season right around the halfway point in MLB. We'll obviously be talking a lot more football going forward, but, you know, just as you're betting on these, when you're thinking about the playoffs and the World Series and long shots, Think about the possibilities, less about the records right now, but more about, you know, when you envision a team, first of all, obviously the likelihood that they make the playoffs, but, you know, when you're looking at long shots, just think about pitchers and think about hot hitters that can carry a team. And, um, you know, like we've seen it every year, it seems like. There's just a couple, all you need is a couple guys, and then the Howie Kendricks and the Adam Eatons get hot, and you're just good to go. And I, I just think that that's something you need to look at uh, with a team like the Reds or what the Brewers did a few years ago um, and the Cardinals too they're, they're a team I, I just I don't know if they've got that second piece but that's why the Mike Soraka injury to me is such a big deal for the Braves um, because they do have those hot like younger hitters that can get you know can carry a team like Ronald Acuna but he's he's hurt and you know it, like they just have Freed now if you have Freed and an ace like Soraka totally different um, but in this scenario, it obviously makes it a lot tougher. So just something to look at, you know, when you're thinking about baseball and futures. Uh, there's definitely some opportunity there. And, of course, you can always hedge, which is fun um, when you know that you've banked some money on your uh, on your presumption. So that's my advice. I hope you uh, find it somewhat useful. And we'll get back more to football starting next week for sure. But with that, our time has come to the end. Come to an end on the Underdog Sports Fantasy Hour. We'll talk to you next.